Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Steve, and we're here today to discuss Gideon Falls Volume 2. So we are here with Chris and Jared. Chris, will you kick us off with introductions, please? Yeah, my name is Chris Mullen, sometimes YouTuber, sometimes appear on uh, Steve's various outputs and uh, talking about usually something really interesting, but this might be top of the tree in terms of like interesting and inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, Jared? Uh, I'm Jared. I have uh, the Fantasy Thinker channel, YouTube channel, and uh, and I uh, I'm also on page chewing a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this was uh, a delicious nightmare. That's on the on the cover there. I like that. Oh I like yeah. That quote. <laughs> I thought that was one of yours, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so volume two starts off with answering a question that we had after volume one pretty quickly within a couple pages with page or two actually so what did you uh, what did you both think the question from volume one was what if, was the question um, we had if he was if the if um, if it was the same if the little boy was the same character oh, as right. yeah as Norton. so there's no yeah. yeah. I thought that's what you're talking yep. about, but it, it's it's actually I think the whole volume plays with that idea the whole way through it, and that idea of oh it isn't, oh maybe it is, or maybe it isn't. You know, it, it's kind of like pulling the rug out from under you all times because every time you think you've got it sort of right, okay, they've given us enough uh, information to make a decision of, then it decides ah yeah, but what you thought you know you did not know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially when he starts out upside down like that. And then yeah, <laughs> isn't that cool? <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, red artwork again, you know, the, the yeah. red background and stuff, and uh, he messes starts off right away messing with your senses, hmm. your visual sense. And it also sort of plays with this idea that if he is Daniel or he isn't Daniel or he's Norton or he isn't Norton, whoever he is, is he actually a good man or not a good man it's it's that kind of thing is he evil or is he not and again that bounces back and forth the whole way through it and i even think the art helps depict that you know there are times when you know at times when you think he's good that he just looks you know like a young man youthful all the rest of it and then when they were investigating that that part of him that basically says no he's a murderer the art kind of presents him in a slightly more gruff and maybe sinister manner you know is is he looks rough he looks kind of unkempt at that stage, and I know he's going through that that bit of captivity that he does there. But I think the artwork sort of plays with his his appearance to kind of make you think, "Oh yeah, he definitely is evil." I never noticed how he he looked before, you know. Hmm. hmm. It does yeah, it, play that, yeah. Yeah. Is that not countered though by the end of this volume when he when that you know that. Whoever that guy is, um, admits to being Norton at the end. So, yeah, it, there was a, a lot of strange stuff going on. <laughs> I was uh, going to ask you, Jared, if you can just explain <laughs> to me exactly what's happening at the end, I'd be very glad to hear it. <laughs> well, last last volume, you mentioned the the uh, what is it, the machine there, the Tesla machine. Yes, the Tesla machine. Was, yes, right? indeed. And so we see this at the end. Of this one too, and we see. I, I'm I'm assuming that that guy is kind of running that machine. Mm-hmm. The guy who says he's no one. He's the, you know, he's the. Uh, he's Spartacus. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, and we get that, you know, he 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 gives this whole spiel. Behold, there's many kingdoms and all that stuff, and you get that big, huge, two-page spread with the. Uh, with the buildings and the, you know, it looks like it kind of looks like New York, but it's all a whole, it mentions Gideon Falls and it's a whole bunch of other stuff in those. Like you could spend just a half an hour looking at that page trying to figure out what's in all those little boxes and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, so, what is this machine actually doing? Like, it's really it's really strange, and that was kind of a wham bang ending there with all that stuff you know because we got about three issues or so of like 
slow build up we got some backstory on the characters you know the childhood of both who we thought was Norton and mm-hmm. the childhood of um Clara right mm-hmm. yes. uh and her you know like she had the little she was on the bus there and stuff like that so we get we get some information about them and um you know so we get in this nice flow of story and then then the last two issues were just wild (laughs) (laughs) yeah they definitely were but speaking of of uh, layouts and the artwork the this page there's so many pages but so yeah the school bus yeah 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 and there's so many cool layouts and panels and use of the page and um you know even some of the artwork being in the center of the page so it's almost hard to see and it's you know i'm sure that's deliberate but it's almost like a you try to see it but you can't really see what exactly it is that's right yeah see the bit that ends like to do this this kind of like maybe strip or whatever you know the the helix kind of shape where they kind of do that kind of folded Mm -hmm. a number of times in in slightly different forms but see the one ends with them both holding the key Mm -hmm. i just wow wow yeah that was a beautiful mix of illustrations from page to page that came together like yeah like you said just in this wow factor with the with them converging on the key like that and uh beautiful beautiful stuff i mean this 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 artist is really pulling out all the stops for uh just like steve said page design you know uh and it's it's not like i think his drawing is like more technical technically better than a lot of the billions of other artists that i've read in comics but his page design is is uh freakish in some cases (laughs) it uh Reminds me of some of the independent stuff that um, Jonathan Hickman did uh, in, in his his uh, some his image stuff and stuff like that. It's I wonder if that's an influence, you know. But uh, very uh, very fantastic to look at. Yeah. yeah. Lots of lots of great use of color in black and white and reds and blacks and yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and this issue has a lot of those like like the panel the double panel that you talked about with the lots of small images and a lot of detail mm-hmm. it has a number one number of them like the one where Norton's crying for help go and help me and you basically see his life and all the things sort of flashing the, the miniature panels and you're like mm-hmm. oh my god like as a, as a, yeah. when planning that that must have been really <laughs> something else whether they reused uh, you know off sketches or test runs that did make some of that up I kind of suspect that's what they must have done to kind of make that not be you know laborious or maybe there is more in there that you could find but it's so dense there's so mm. many miniature kind of little parts of it that seems unlikely yeah and is that after they they uh, put the drug in his neck there in the institution when he says to help me thing the help yeah, me thing, I think so. yeah, yeah, yeah is is, right. is after you know the the laughing man visits him, you know, and, and yeah. he's kind of you, well, we think he's just questioning his sanity, but for him, he's seeing it as you know things are starting to make sense, mm-hmm. you know that he sees the laughing man again. He says, "Oh, I've got this all figured out now," and we're like, "No, he's actually losing his mind." Yeah, and and it correlates. It's directly after we see him getting thrown in the cellar by the nun. So that was just like a, a beautiful transition from being trapped in the spooky cellar where he first sees the smiling man or whatever he is, and then then being trapped in the institution in a straitjacket, and uh, you know seeing the doctor as the smiling man, whether he is or not, you know, <laughs> I think uh, that could be in his head. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hard to tell because you know wacky things are happening at the end of this book that may may maybe that's real i don't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's Not sort sure. of self self-referential as well because you think back to his sermon which in its own right is really fascinating because uh, that ends up but he makes the point uh, i'm i may be misquoting it ever so slightly it doesn't matter what's happened before 
it's about what happens next and I sort of feel you get to the end of each of these volumes and it's like yeah it sort of doesn't matter what we've already seen it's like what does it mean like what does the machine mean this machine's happened and he pulled the lever and they went oh boy what's happened something amazing happened and but what does it mean it doesn't it doesn't matter that it happened it's cool that it happened yeah I feel like that's a kind of running theme interesting uh, observation Chris like because it almost feels like when you get to the end of this fifth chapter in this volume two here, like like you said, some of the stuff that happened before just almost doesn't seem to matter. It's because this is such wacky new territory, and they find this key. And I mean, I guess the characterization matters because you need to know who these characters are and and what they're feeling, and, and so how they and you try to empathize with what how they're going to react to it, uh, but. Um, that what's that machine doing? Is it messing up the time stream, or is it messing up dimensions? How is, it, you know, and the and the priest and now Daniel meet each other um, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but that also they don't retain memories afterwards. I mean, because obviously the last panel is the priest basically saying, "I don't know who I am." You know, oh, yeah. from from doing it as well, and the same for when Daniel got out to the other side. He says, "I think my name is Norton Sinclair." You know, the, and that's what he, the name that he adopted out of it, mainly because he just wasn't sure. Yeah, what happened? But it does that very lost thing. I think it's a very a device that came from Lost, where you, they kind of have these mysteries, and then they distract you with a new mystery, and you're like, "Oh, this well, not that previous mystery didn't matter at all." It's like, "What do the numbers mean?" And then, well, the numbers are everything. Once we find out what the numbers mean, everything will be solved. And it's like, "But there's a hatch." Oh yeah. Jesus! Well, 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 what's the hatch? Who cares about the numbers? The numbers will probably be explained by the hatch, you know. And then that's kind of the what button. this feels like. Yeah, the button. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this one feels like you know what's going on with all these things. What's the time? And I think we're at the stage of the story where it's like, well, if we just find out what the machine does, then everything else will make sense. Yeah. No, that that's, that reminds me. Yeah, because he. Well, the, what's his name? It's Father Tom, right? Yes, the priest. So. He gets his what chest cut open? Yeah. And is his like nose cut off too? It's damaged yeah, I mean, anyway. It's whether it's cut off or not, I'm not sure. But <laughs> how did that? Like what? So the smiling guy is doing something physical to him. It's not just a. It's not just transporting them. And then is, is it to him? Is it? And this is the question: Who is who? Ah, oh, I know. Mm. Is it him? Is it a representation of him? Are there multiple hymns? Yeah. Well, they switch places, mm-hmm. right? He's, yeah. He ends but, up uh, with the see, therapist. You think they switch places, right? And it's definitely a possibility. Oh, but maybe man. they made copies of them both, and the oh, new geez. version, uh, like nearly the clone, and that's why they don't have any memory of their name, etc. I mean. It, I don't want to postulate too much so about you, what I actually think is going on. Are you speculating that the therapist yes. was working with the old priest the whole time? Hmm. I don't know if I am saying that. To be clear, I don't know what's happening. I, I actually just think the machine creates copies of them. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, and I'm basing that mainly on a very famous movie that does something very similar with a very similar machine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. she, she do, yeah. Okay. And I don't want to tell you what the movie is in case because that's that film ruined. But yeah. <laughs> oh, she does say, "Who are you?" So yeah, she would have recognized him. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then the, mm-hmm. sh- the sheriff says, "Danny's at you," when he appears in the other place. Yes, that's right. Uh, but is is it really Danny, or is it just what they want to see? Because they kind of play with that too. On is it is it really him, or they just want him to be? They wanted yeah. to be him because then that would explain yeah. the disappearance and that kind of stuff. Yes. People who are mm-hmm. want to be like I thought that like if that was her brother and she was looking at a photo of him, and she says, "Oh, there's something recognizable in him," I I kind of think if as soon as the question was in your head that could be my brother, you would know for a fact whether it was him or not. Like if if, if it genuinely was. Hmm. Yeah, they kind well. of play with grief and um, you know wanting it to be solved. They want it to. They want to stop being hurt they wanted to be yeah. 
they want a resolution, some kind of resolution. So they they almost want it to be him so they can say, okay, it's now I know what happened. That's that's yeah, that's that's a good uh, a good theory. Um, Are we in? A, I mean, yeah. Like, if you would assure, if you, you would probably want that to be Daniel, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Uh, but but that leads into a deeper question: is now she's got to find out where he's been all this time, and how the hell did he pop out of nowhere? <laughs> he, he will remember. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Or will he? I don't know. But are we in a, some kind of, I kind of wonder if we're in some kind of time loop or some kind of like, this almost looks like you mentioned Chris about the, the artwork and they're almost like mirror images. Are they, are they the same person or, or um, is one, it's kind of like a, a alternate dimension, but they're still mm-hmm. connected somehow or they're still mirroring each other in, for some reason. I don't know. It's strange. I have thoughts. Oh, what are they? Good. So Good. we can. <laughs> so again, I, I was trying to think structurally and storytelling wise when they floated. So they floated the idea that Norton Sinclair committed the first murder in Gideon Falls. So we're thinking it's in the past. Okay. And we see Norton. And I think we've all assumed that the Norton that we see is sort of either in the same timeline or if anything in the future, you know, it's slightly ahead in time, but they leave that for a, for a few pages of this idea that maybe this Norton Sinclair is that actually all that stuff happened in the past and then they show the buildings like the just beside the dump it's like a gateway building it's like almost like a pharmaceutical building that, that places it very clearly not an 1880 whatever they talk about but very like the only reason that building's there is to tell you time scale and place like it is mm-hmm. a very modern looking building uh, and it's put very centre in the frame for that reason to kind of inform you so like we subsequently find out that Norton Sinclair is actually a dude with a curly moustache and a you know a bit of a cool cool eighteen eighties beard, you know, and a top hat probably. Um, but but for that moment, you're playing with this idea. Actually, is the time period that I've attributed to what's happening actually correct? And what? How did I work that out? Other than you know, he wore a face mask. That might be the only thing that that told you it. But also, they were able to find the, the little box. And the cell was being held. That must have been in the past. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, he knew where it was somehow. And he though. knew where it was. So that those events that I had attributed as actually being slightly in the future, actually had to be in the past. Hmm. If the chronological timeline fits, it, you know, you got to got to think that's the case. So right, the idea of playing with time yeah. is, is 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 kind totally in flux here. Because mm-hmm. the, in the box is a picture of him basically with the mask on. Yeah. <laughs> with the mask on yeah wow who put it there why has it got a picture yeah. of him in it yeah why, like it's it's just a big bundle of mysteries mm-hmm. that feels like we've been given the answers to but what happens you know what I mean it, it does that very clever storytelling thing of thinking you have all the information it, it, it lets you believe that you, you you should be able to figure this out are you dumb I think you might be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember remember last last volume we were wondering mm-hmm. if he was in New York City or yes. if he was in another city. Um, and what's funny is in issue nine, right near issue nine here, they asked the same question from that picture. They were like, "Oh, we can't tell what city it is." <laughs> so I guess that hasn't been confirmedly answered yet. You know, um, and I'm glad that we had the same question <laughs> so mm-hmm. we weren't supposed to know like you know that's uh, that's okay <laughs> but uh and there's that interesting question about because we sort of assume that the father tom and clara etc are living out in farmland in the middle of the u.s somewhere and that daniel stroke norton is in new york city for instance but it's very clear that this dump is the same dump <laughs> right yeah I think so, yeah. Some of the paneling with the dumps on both sides and lots of like turning of the uh, the orientation of of the mm-hmm. of the characters to match that, where they're both standing both sides of the uh, of the dump, the rubbish in the middle dividing them, and then the like panels where they're like wood slats falling away and stuff. Oh my god, some of the paneling is just to die for in this. It's just so <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, that's kind of you, can, you kind of see that as being uh, who 
did you, either of you think they were going to find each other in the trash? They were going to like, oh, hello, like, <laughs> like uh, those like the mirror images, because uh, it does seem like a mirror. Everything's mirrored in a lot of these panels. The one uh, kind of the one with the, uh, the the target on one page, and then yes. the characters in the other. They're stop, father, stop, Norton, stop. Mm, yeah. Like in the bullseye yeah. aspect of that, that's just. What's going on? Yeah, that goes back to that great design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beautiful when he, layouts. Um, so his therapist decides to break him out of the mm-hmm. institution. And then they go to the... They go to a site that has a coffee shop. Right. Um, yeah. And then he orders they, a venti. They, yeah, they sneak yeah. their way downstairs, and then they go into this cellar with a bunch of trash and stuff. And they—that's he finds a key there. What key was that? That I think that's where he was locked in with the nun. Rather, the nun locked him in the basement. Right, there's the same building that now had a coffee shop. Right, but I, I'm I wondering, think... and he and he found a key down there mm-hmm. but did he have a key from when he was a kid or when Joe brought him to that site because he's walking along hand in hand at the st- at one stage I think it's what the smiley man told him right when he was in the institution didn't he tell him something that's why he went looking for it Oh, the smiling! Oh, the Doctor Smiley Man. No, the actual, the creepy. Uh, it's in the back cover of your volume. That that dude with the funny teeth and the skull. <laughs> the one that basically says, "No, you you belong here. You're never leaving here." That and, and the writing's in red rather than uh, in the normal font. Yeah, the answers you need uh, become whole again. The answers you that you can fix you. You need to look at the things others discard and leave behind. This is where the real secrets are. That's it. Don't be afraid. And he he has a flashback to when he was little and finds the key. Mm. Ah, okay. All right. So he had... Right. Ah, okay. Nice. So it's almost like a riddle that he's giving him. Right. Um, and even in the, even in, when he's locked in the institution, there's this panel that he's almost like there's two different. Yeah, I was just looking at exactly that. That's where I, I'm saying about the representation of him as young and youthful versus something else. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. See all that little subtle stuff that uh, he throws into the uh, the artwork that really enhances the story experience. It's, it's just amazing. Well, it. it kind of prompts that thing that if people were to ask why would you read a graphic novel instead of say a literary novel or a movie or something the storytelling always works on multiple levels in a, in a graphic novel you know there's obviously the narrative story that's been told and then you can do something else with the images and especially in, in these cases because it's not all very lifelike you can literally play it's like a massive playground and I'd say Gideon Falls as a <laughs> series is very much a playground for visual storytelling you know as much as narrative storytelling with a very interesting story yeah, he's doing something that goes a little bit beyond just your nine-panel page. That if yeah. you, you know that, well, normally the artwork would draw your eye from panel to panel, and you would follow it along. He's actually telling a visual story with unique layouts that give a little more clue and hint to the story than what's just presented on the page in word balloons, because. Like, Lemire's dialogue is pretty much all we get. There's no narration boxes, a little bit here and there, but Hmm. not much. It's mostly just dialogue balloons, you know? And even when we do get a narration box, it's still him telling a story, the character. It's it's not, you know, any kind of setting and, and like, exposition of... um, of that nature that you used to get in some of the you know old comics and stuff like that is it's very visual focused when with the storytelling uh, engine 
You know, I didn't notice that until you mentioned it, Jared, is that there's not a lot of narration. It's all, te- it's all, I think all of it is dialogue. Yeah. I didn't notice that until you mentioned it. Very heavy artwork based storytelling. I'm still hmm. fascinated by these boxes and circles. <laughs> and they're so, there's a lot less of them in this volume. You know the bits where they overlay the red, the red box or the red circle over the top of certain things? Mm-hmm. It happens, they highlight the syringe in her pocket at one stage, they highlight the key, they highlight the father holding his arm across his body. It's just, you so sparingly, it obviously means something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a visual storytelling sense. And again, Even we don't quite have enough thing to kind of put that pattern together. Even the um, the uh, the doctor, the fa- her father's notes on the wall are all mm-hmm. red underlined, and the red barn he has drawn on the wall there. And so that red is used as a part of the story, as well as being used to for an indicator for us to pay attention to things as well. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Well, there's two panels here. Right, that obviously oh, yeah. being an audio medium, yeah. uh, this will not come across. But the, the whole thing is in, in black and white, or in this kind of brown, black and grey. And then there's two panels that are of him describing the relationship or the inappropriate relationship that he had with the woman who killed herself, and then him carrying Claire out. And those two depictions of death are mm. highlighted in total red, and the rest is storytelling. So when you're talking about how narratively you kind of want to get leave visual clues, there's literally those two panels that are reflections on his past. He's seeing nearly in blood uh, uh, for, for the audience, and you kind of go, okay. And then you couple that with the idea that Daniel has returned at the time when his father died. His dad was given the last rites, and literally minutes later, mm. Daniel returns through the portal. There's that kind of, again, religious thing of rebirth death becomes rebirth or reincarnation for what for life to be returned one has to be given up because he he didn't look like he was having a heart attack it looked like something else had happened to him very much on the spot you know and there's another mystery and another thing maybe that happened just at the time when he pulled the lever down or you just don't know transference Mm. of life especially if he has a clone just saying and that happens. <laughs> there can be only one. There can be only one. Yeah, you take the dad's life force, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially poignant after the after she just, you know, pretty much yelled at him and walked out. Yeah. And then after that, when he has the uh, attack, hmm. um, way to play on the guilt strings there, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> It also sort of is reminiscent of, like, I'm watching Silo at the moment, don't know if anybody else is watching Silo, but the conversation, do you know what Clara has with her dad about the mum? I don't really know about the mum, but it's, it's the fact you always get angry when talk about my mum, and there's obviously a backstory in there. Silo does this an awful lot, and then uses further issues and further episodes to kind of just explain what happened to mum, and why that's significant, and I feel, obviously, in volume 3, 4, somewhere down the line, we'll, we'll investigate what happened to mum, and why you know, these two do, these two fight over it and why there's probably a misunderstanding the relationship that could have been healed but now he's dead and uh, they'd never have the chance to heal or maybe he's not dead, maybe he's in the machine, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> more, and more questions too is the the um, the priest who, or the whoever's sending Wilfred to Gideon Falls is also calls him and tells him um, mm. shut up and listen this is what I need you to remember when you get there you need to find me I'll be there too and he makes him repeat it back to him he says alright good luck then I'll be I'll be praying for you yeah I don't know what was going on there so he must be there somehow too yeah um, I think he's he's calling from the machine I hear what you're saying Steve yeah, the, everybody's in the machine. The bishop in the machine. <laughs> the bishop <laughs> in the machine. <laughs> but especially this this page with um, kind of the mirror, like the the page where uh, Wilfred and uh, yes, they're I both love that one. The, 
Yeah, they're both again mirror images of each other. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, really great. But again, the panel—not only the main panel in the background, which is nearly lost actually until you look at it, you know, with the mirror and the garbage piled up either side—but then how the symmetry of those panels falling away from each other and how it sort of develops. Uh, it, it, like I feel like that whole part, and especially the bit that leads up to the, the shot, it feels a bit like a lucid dream, a little bit, you know, yeah. for both characters, uh, and that they're sort of having each other's dream, and reality kind of mixed. So, yeah. yeah. We do get a little backstory about the history of the plowman. Yes. Um, this like five the first Jacob one came Burke, along yeah started the first iteration of the plow plowman after the the original norton i guess we're going to call him um committed the original murders in uh, gideon falls and uh then this that's when if this black barn first showed up and then uh we get another uh two-page spread there of yes. you know Again, this, uh, very red dominant of the very past. red do yeah dominant with this kind of machine thing in the middle there whatever that is and then um these like splitting mirror like uh you know images shooting out from this is it i don't know if it's a, a landing barn or a blowing up barn i can't really can't really tell there but uh time distorted barn <laughs> and uh you know and that's uh that's a huge event that you know and he had all these authority figures surrounding looking on as this is going on so i you know i imagine that's the plowman society members that uh yeah that the doctor was talking about there so mm -hmm. there's there's something uh going on at the beginning here that I'm not quite sure how it ties into what just happened at the end of this book yet, um, and how it relates to our two, three main characters there. I was looking at. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I was just going to say it. It feels like there's a lot of, like there's four volumes of this still to go. Yeah. And it feels like a lot's happening, and it, like it feels like it's nearly so much happens in each each smaller issue and whatever. So it, there's just must be so much we don't know. There must be so much that's still to be told, both visually and in terms of story. Like the priests yeah. ended up, Father Tom's ended up where he shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. And why has he? Dancing. He's only he's only he hasn't been in a place longer than a few weeks. Seems like a quick turnaround oh father fred is it mm. milford milford yeah, yeah. well he and he does prophesize by saying to clara like oh i'll be here around here for a while and yet by the end of it he's kind of not <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know what i mean there's this kind of like foreshadowing that happens but also plays with the foreshadowing to say even the yeah. characters know nothing you know yeah that is absolutely right we should we should have known. Yeah. <laughs> On this two page spread, when he um, beholds his many kingdoms, he says his many kingdoms. So that also kind of his many could that be a religious uh, mm -hmm. reference? But I don't know if you know oh. that over here is Gideon Falls watches you. Oh yeah, this uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, a little eyeball there. Yeah. And I did think to myself, I'd have to go back to that panel because there's so much. Oh, that's pages because there's so much going on. Because it looks like there's and there's all there's like they're divided. Uh, GFPD and the next panel it looks like a the city and then it goes back to like a muted like muted colors, and that's when Gideon Falls watches you. And there's some kind of like Gideon Falls lives. I think it actually. I think it says loves you. Oh, loves it, loves you. Maybe. Oh, loves you. Sorry. Yeah. So but the the one thing I did <clears> notice <throat> on that panel is down in the very bottom right, it takes time to show him coughing. Hmm. It does. Nearly like lost in 
the color and all the rest is this very monochrome two panels of him coughing mm-hmm. and then catching himself and even like now that I look at the paneling one the, on the right hand side is that a flying car it is <laughs> is, that a, is it Blade Runner there's also oh, yeah. a bus with the uh, Union Jack the flag on it. on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what? What country is he in? And the, bo- and the box and poster on the left is the other thing that really screams out to me. Oh my head! And then this the like of fame. somebody's you know, the eye hunter in versus the, sky, the priest. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot on this page. Is it Hunter that that says? Yeah, Hunter. And then I think that's the priest on the right. As if there's going to be a fight. Or there's a battle coming. Because there's also a... uh, Oh, yes, a Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that as well. There's so many many little dudes that I just didn't catch the first time. A tank? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A horse? shows that this has been going on many many years this is many kingdoms I think is, is time and space because it actually takes you through from you know what periods that we would recognize further back and then ones that we don't recognize like in the future so, so, so back to Steve's point is this a religious reference is this you know his many kingdoms God's many kingdoms or what have you or is he um, I mean this guy eventually turns into you know, a smiley guy. Oh yeah. So, yeah. what does he mean by that? You know, is is that smiley guy a devil of some sort? I mean, or is it something totally different? <laughs> he also becomes the like the roach or whatever that is too, right? Yeah, because yeah. he coughs and then he mm-hmm. all the roaches yeah, come out, out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he grows the the spider legs or whatever those are, or the roach legs. Yeah, in the. I mean, the implication here is that gross. the barn over <laughs> they are is hell, and mm. he is the devil. You know, you never leave here. You're here to stay. That kind of uh, language that he's using basically says, you know, you've been bad. You, this is your resting place. I wonder if that that two-page spread of the cities and stuff like that, the one we were just looking at, I wonder if that's all the... Um, if, if all that represents like the vice of the world and the, you know kind of mm. like a kind of like a Babylon or something like that mm. and if uh, if he really is maybe a de- the devil or a devil or something like that I like that hmm yeah just throwing stuff against a wall <laughs> well uh, this is the best part you know if you say enough stuff Jared something might actually be right and you'll go see I told you I was right all along <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> and he also tells him you're my doorway or be yeah. my doorway be my doorway so yeah. be my why doorway. does he need him for to be his doorway I guess what makes him what's special about him that's a good question I mean, he's our main character. That's why he's special. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what is it about yeah. about Daniel Norton that um, makes all this click together? Is he the way that he ends up returning to Earth? You know, like the the devil gets away, or an archetype of way to get back to the Earth, and Daniel's going to create it for them, or his sacrifice, or something of that will pave the way. Getting spitballing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, there's home. There's only one home, only one center, and it pulls us into the darkness. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh my! That's uh, yeah. Where's Where's Volume Three? All right. <laughs> well, that is kind yeah. of the way it is, isn't it? You know. Yep. Isn't the double white page pretty ballsy though? I mean, isn't that like just to have a two pages with just white? I mean, it's very effective. It, you would think. I mean, I, I think that's kind of. I, I didn't know, it, notice that. It seems like it'd be like a, a no-no usually to do something like that, but it really works. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think it. I think mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's. Because uh, that's I where it's going. I thought that was a print in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Especially after the page up. before it, where you got all yeah. those little tiny boxes just splitting off out. into the empty white space. Yeah. Well, that ballsy is the word, though. I think that's the. It's a very nice way to put it. To kind of say, very confident. Mm. You know, you because you, you. I don't think you'd see too many people do that. Just have two pages of just white. Yeah, artists want to draw. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I wonder how much direction goes into that. From because Jeff Lemire is an artist too. So mm-hmm. I wonder how much direction he puts into the, his descriptions of what he wants on the page and how much Sorrentino takes on himself, you know. So the smiley man almost, he pops out of um, the, I forget the guy with the top hat. He pops out of him. So is he, was he just, is he just like a, a skin, or is it someone like was he possessed? I don't know. <laughs> Lots of questions. No idea. And <laughs> this is crazy. He's the smiley man. Says, "I see you, old man. I know y- who you are. Faller of trees. What does that mean?" It's a lumberjack. <laughs> no, run, Daniel, run. And he recognizes. So those words he actually recognizes and tells Daniel to run at that stage. Yeah. So it obviously resonates with him. So, yeah, more future uh, things to find out. And then Daniel says, I want to go home. And he ends up home. Even though the smiling man makes it appear that home is a bit of an illusion. Mm-hmm. So on the side, it says Gideon Falls watches you or loves you. And I think there's another one with an eyeball that says watches you. Watches you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, that does pertain to God again is that uh, you get unconditional love from your God but he also you know judges you and you have to live a good life or you have to do what he says all the time like that's pretty much every every deity that, that there is and has been described and passed down regardless of whether you're Christian or, or otherwise is that you will do your awaiting judgment depending on your actions he's watching everything that you do so mm. And the implication is because it's as many kingdoms, it doesn't matter where you are, what space and time, past, present, future, where you are, he sees everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect of this one, but it, it's, it's been exceeding my expectations. Yeah, even, even you know, even though where I think we're experiencing a lot of um, questions and, and some confusion about what's going on, it doesn't lessen the fascination of wanting to know what's going on. So, um, you know, we know we have three or four volumes left here, so mm-hmm. I think we're in for uh, a good ride here if this continues in this vein and. You know, and hopefully we, uh, we he sticks to landing at the end. But uh, I'm uh, I'm excited to to go on because it's it's utterly fascinating. Yeah. Um, as many questions as we have, it's still utterly fascinating to find out. Hmm. Any predictions, anyone? Take a shot. <laughs> well, my big prediction is that they aren't moved; they are clones. That that is that is that is my my prediction. Clones. They have no memory. So they wouldn't no recognize memory. each other. That kind of stuff, and that they are basically being held in in that place. You know, when he says go home, we'll send the clone home. Uh, but actually, he is staying in the barn, so to speak. But then that would also mean that he never left the barn in the first place. To get there. In the, <laughs> Oh man, it's too much. It's just too much. <laughs> I think they're the same person, somehow. 
just different living, like you said, like just like different versions of the same person living in yeah. different time periods. But yeah, then you start can bend your mind into a pretzel. You think hard enough about it. Yeah, because because I, I it's like it's the same person, but how does uh, how does the Clara tie into that if they're the same person? Mm. Like, what would that be like meeting your brother as an older man priest? It, that uh, that's boggling my mind. So I don't know. I, I, hmm. I'm in, uh, I'm leaning towards something else. <laughs> what if? What if? <laughs> the priest is also Daniel. Yeah. As in real life, it's still him going back to meet him. <laughs> he did say he doesn't stay in, in one place too long. Mm -hmm. He mightn't just be talking about city, he might be talking about in dimension. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think we need more info on what this Which machine is capable of. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's kind of weird that we're tying a machine into the religious symbiology, you know, symbology and stuff like that. They don't always go together. And so... But the technology is often portrayed as a function of the devil. Yeah. If you know what right. I mean, you know, that is yeah. true. So and I, yeah, I think that the cityscape we're seeing uh, reflects yeah. that. And so, you're right. Yeah, machines are usually, uh, technology is usually the, yeah. the tool of the devil. Um, but uh, what yeah <laughs> but to what extent is this machine tie into that the story of of the uh, you know the religion and and how are the bishops tied into it as well so that's that would me you know it kind of indicates that the church controls the technology maybe in some way or is involved in some way uh, which hmm would be a little medieval, but that's, you know, maybe that's the case. So the bishop is sending him on purposefully to find, I don't know, himself to rescue him. Yeah. Yeah. No, to find himself. <laughs> I'm be. fully on board with us. Choo choo. And, and, um, and we'll see you there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, and then it turns out that the bishop is also him, right? Because later on in life, if the, you know you graduate from being a priest, you could become the bishop. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Could be. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I don't know. At this point. Wait. So Not the me. bishop is the priest? Is Daniel? No. Wait. Is Daniel? Is Clara? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Why not? Why not? At that stage. Why not? Yeah. Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Be interesting to see where it goes, though. Yeah, now this poor therapist has to take care of an old priest who doesn't know who he is. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really fun. They've been reading this along at the time and been part of a discussion forum, like issue by issue. Like we get six issues in a row or something, you know, of really juicy content. But actually, on an issue by issue basis, I actually think this would have been painful. Yeah, yeah, I think so yeah. too. I think so too. You know, yeah. tortured yourself. Uh, it it kind of goes along with the with the idea that a lot of comics today are meant for the collection. You know, because uh, I think that I don't know, you've read all the issues of Swamp Thing, right, Steve? Not yet. Or no, not yet. Going to. But um, some of those older comics would been a lot of the story would have been wrapped up in one issue that's mm -hmm. in like three or four issues in in this in these kind of storytelling mediums um mm -hmm. so i think it's these are really meant for the trade mm. yeah even where the where things leave off and start i think they they plot it out to be yeah trade friendly yep. I, I, yeah yeah I, I truly believe which that. makes sense i mean it's the business yeah. 
but cool. Um, anything else you guys can think of? <laughs> I'll probably wake up in a sweat at about five this morning and go, but what if? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so cool. So until next time, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, hibernating in a corner, trying to think about how I'll fit in some reading into my schedule during the week, but we're gonna, we're making a recovery. The weekend is nearly here and, uh, we'll, We'll see if we can get Gideon Falls. Do that next day delivery thing might might be coming very useful uh, to get me volume three. But you can find me on the uh, YouTube channel <laughs> at Chris Moen or on the page to forms. Sorry, I forgot what the original question was. It's alright. It's you're a little rusty, but it's okay. Uh, it's only been a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a two weeks. <laughs> and uh, Jared. Uh, I can be found at my YouTube channel, The Fantasy Thinker, and uh, I'm also on the Page Chewing Forum and uh, Page Chewing um, Blog, uh, mm-hmm. Creative Crossroads. Check out the yes, stuff. Yes, very good stuff. Cool. So we go check that out, and I can be found there as well. And so until next time, yeah, we'll try to figure things out. Maybe I don't know or not. So thanks, everyone. There we go.